Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates too. Bruce Chris Stakos. We're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night of the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Open Tuesday through Sunday, 5 p.m. to close, 4 p.m. on Oilers Game Day. Excuse me. Sorry about that. We will have Craig McTavish coming up momentarily. But not before I get to a text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Dan says, Bob, I texted you a few months back about Connor Brown. It's a classic case of his agent overselling an injured player. You said it to me and told me I was out to lunch and there was a bunch of other teams interested in, in him. How many of those teams that were interested in him were cup contenders? Do you still think that his agent oversold an injured player? Jeff Jackson's laughing all the way to the bank. Well, Jeff is the runs the Oilers hockey operations. Let's hear it, Bob. Feed it to me. Dan, there's no way to say this. Connor Brown has had a miserable season for the Edmonton Oilers. I do think there are lots of teams in on him. Uh, certainly in on him and getting him at the base level 775. You can argue the bonus structure all you want. Connor McDavid campaigned to get Connor Brown here. It has not worked out. He has underperformed. Guy hasn't scored at 79 shots on goal. And he's basically been a bottom six player for the last 30 games. Has not worked out. I don't think the agent oversold the player. I think the history suggested that the player was a decent player. That happens once in a while with guys coming back from injuries, but it has not worked out. Let's go to MACT on Mondays with Craig Batavish, brought to you by Contract Equipment Limited, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Hello, MACT. How you doing? Very good, Stoff. Thanks. How are you? Good. Uh, you know, you make bets as a manager. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Uh, Jeff Jackson ended up taking over the organization about a month after the order signed Connor Brown uh, to the deal. I, I'm Craig, I'm going to be up front with you. I thought Connor Brown could be Zach Hyman light. I thought he could score somewhere between 15 and 22 goals, potentially play with Connor McDavid. He started the, the uh, regular season on a line uh, in through preseason with Evander Kane, Connor McDavid, and Connor Brown. It has not come to fruition. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Well, when the signing was made originally, it was uh, I thought it was a good signing. There was every reason to expect that Connor Brown would assume the same level that he had when he was in Toronto before. I saw him play a lot in Toronto. Toronto was one of my teams as I was a pro scout. And uh, I, I was endorsing the deal. Now, all the critiques critics they have the pleasure of hindsight and now they're criticizing this deal in hindsight but everybody at the time of the signing was behind it i mean it was a uh, no no uh, no asset uh acquisition value against us and uh it looked like a a, a good signing to add depth to the oilers which which we need if connor Connor Brown, you're right. I heard your prelude. He's uh, certainly underperformed to the level that he's been at previously. I mean, he's whatever it is, 56 games or 57 games in without a goal, which is, you know, (laughs) 
not good. Does he contribute in other areas? Yes, he does. He's been a pretty good penalty killer at times. Uh, but, I mean, obviously uh, not, not enough. And, uh, I mean, it's, he's, had a, he's had a difficult year for sure. Yeah, you know, and you make some bets, and in this case, the bet was it was only going to cost you seven hundred seventy-five thousand this year. The problem is you're going to pay a toll uh, forward. He's up to sixty-five games now without a goal, which is hard to believe because he's a multiple twenty uh, goal scorer in the league. He's not scored on seventy-nine shots on goal, which for a forward is almost impossible to do. Um, I, I really. I, the only thing I can think of is that he might have one of those injuries, Craig, where sometimes it takes you two years to come back. And he kind well, of is going to own the Oilers one. Was, Go ahead. was always speed. Was so, always speed. He was a fantastic skater. Yeah. And, uh, he, he, I mean, he clearly doesn't have the pace that he had right now. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're out of the game for an extended period of time, you forget how extremely difficult it is to have success. And you and I have talked about that before. Um, and, but, you know, the one thing that I'll, I'll uh, acknowledge with Connor Brown is how hard he's working. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he looks to be a really good teammate. I think he brings energy. You can tell. Uh, the the uh, the effect he has on his teammates they respect him uh, but at the end of the day we're in a show me uh, league and you have to produce and uh, you know he, he quite clearly hasn't done that to the level of the contract which is unfortunate so what's happened here Craig is the Oilers have five top six forwards they have two of the best in McDavid and Drysdale they have Hyman who's got an off-the-charts work rate, who's continuously improved, who's exceeded the expectation of the contract. Nobody saw him scoring 36 and 37 goals. He's on pace for 50 this year. Nobody saw that. Uh, obviously, Nugent, Hopkins, and Kane, but they've got a hole there. Brown was supposed to fill that hole. They've been searching for it all season long. It's weakened their depth elsewhere because they've rotated Fogel and uh, McLeod there. Now, Janmark's going to play second-line wing tonight. i got to tell you something, Chris. Craig, there's a guy they haven't used that started the season in the top six last year for the first couple games, and that is Dylan Holloway. And I, I wonder, it? go for it. Ah, uh, well, I mean, it, it's the, the Oilers right now for me are they they follow the same template when they win. You know, they, they play good defensive hockey, and when they lose, <laughs> right. they fall down the path where a lot of teams fall down when they lose of undisciplined penalties, turnovers, can't clear the puck, poor changes, and uh, def- slow in the defensive zone. And, you know, when they're on their game, they really, they, they really execute in the detail part of the game. I mean, consistency in the NHL is all in the details and the defensive side of the puck. The offense is fleeting. You know, if some days the offense is there, some days you get the chances, some days you get the breaks, but the defense and the details, as uh, Chris Knobloch said in his press conference after the last game, that they, they just have to do a better job in the details. And uh, they, they, they haven't done that lately. 
and that's why the results have turned. But the focus now is clearly on the details. When I listen to the team and the players talk after the last game, they're all singing from the same song sheet. The the uh, and that's that, that's that's a sign of good coaching, I think. That they're all on the same level. They all have confidence. They all have great answers, including Stuart Skinner, who I think had an unbelievable mature interview after the last game and acknowledged that he had to be better. But he was very mature about it. He's not. I mean, he's gone through a lot, and I think that you have to. Uh, I mean, we have to support our team when we're in these situations, especially when they're they're all uh, coordinated in what they're saying. But the details, it's the the Oilers have not exhibited a strong enough game in the detail part of the game to think that they're a Stanley Cup favorite from from my perspective right now. Do they have the capability to do it? Absolutely. And uh, are they dangerous in the playoffs with the with the firepower they have? For sure. But night in and night out, when you need to absolutely win a game, you have to be able to shut it down and win a game one nothing. The Calgary game got away from them early. It's three nothing. They got back in the hockey game to make it three two, and then it got away from them again, which yeah. you can't do. And uh, you know, it's the same. It's, it was bad changes, turnovers. Uh, high-risk plays that uh, lead them down that path. But, I mean, for the Oilers. Uh, the Oilers since the All-Star break are 4-5-1. and one. They're 23rd in the league in points percentage at 450. 5th in the league in goals, 4. 30th in goals against. 8th in the league in the power play. 32nd in the league in penalty kills. So back to penalty killing and uh, yeah. goals against. Same thing that undermined them at the start of the year. Uh, all right, Mackie, you not uh, most people associate you with coaching. You were also a general manager for a couple of years. You beat the rush on a deal when you traded David Perron and got a first-round pick from Pittsburgh, which ultimately was flipped uh, to the Islanders a 16 and the 33 for the Griffin Reinhardt trade. In your time as a manager, do you recall a time you had a deal that you could have executed that you didn't, that you ended up later having some remorse that you didn't do? Or, uh, or convert? Uh, I, I, I do one deal, and uh, I, I don't want to mention the players' names, but it was a deal that I had with, uh, with Garth Snow. We completed one other deal with them, and I had an, he came back and said, hey, let's do this. And it could have, it, I mean, it, it would have been uh, a deal that uh, would have worked for us. But uh, at that point, I, I held on it. But, yeah, how, take, I, take the listeners, take the listeners, educate the listeners. Like, how are you literally at this time of year, two weeks out, there's 12 days until the trade deadline. The orders are in an obvious position. They're going for it. I think in a cap system, the players know you got to go for it, too. I think it shows a bit. There's a little bit of wear and tear in the players. Like, I think that they get a little edgier as well. How, like, are you literally on the phone from 6 in the morning until midnight each night during this stretch as a general manager? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're submitting the mark. And, uh, I mean, the players, to your point, the players, the organization make a deal. But at the same time, the players have responsibility in this too. They have to prove to the management and give 
just to go to a, uh, one specific spot. You're breaking up a bit here and we're losing you. Is there any way we can... Uh, yeah. Have we got you now? Hold on. Okay. We'll just see if we can get Craig back in a spot. We'll tell you. Out-of-town scoreboard. Anthony Mantha has just set up a goal for the Ottawa Senators. Or the Washington Capitals against the Ottawa Senators is one nothing. Kellen Kennedy's just working on lining up Mac T a little bit cleaner. Just give me the magic word, uh, Kellen. Actually, what, what I'm going to do here while we get Mac T ready is I'm going to go to McGuire Financial brings your game day lineup report. Make your financial future a scoring success for a free financial consultation visit mcguirefinancial.ca the orders will play connor mcdavid three percent shooting percentage since the all-star break one goal and 33 shots with leon dry and zach hyman the Oilers control the matchup at home it's part of the reason why those guys are together nugent hopkins with kane and yanmark it'll be mcleod with fogel and perry and Derek ryan with dylan holloway and connor brown Ekholm and Bouchard, Nurse, who's minus five in the last three games of CC, Kulak and Darnay. Stuart Skinner starts in goal in his career against LA. He's three and two, a 2.06 goals against average, and a 936 save percentage. David Riddick, big save Dave, starts for LA. He beat the Oilers a couple weeks ago, 4 nothing. Do we have Mac T. Kellen? All right, let's try that again. So you were saying just about the players and they have a responsibility, but it is a nerve-wracking time for them as well, isn't it? It is totally like they. Everybody wants to win, and uh, but it, it it is that management needs to get a clear message from the players that they're they're at a caliber that it's worth expending all these future assets because you have to remember that the minute if you don't win it, and if you're paying for uh, rental players, the minute the season is over, if you don't have that Stanley Cup in your hand you're faced as a manager with regret and remorse. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's what managers struggle with. I mean, yeah, you want to, you, you want to make a deal. You want to, I mean, but it's expensive. You're, you're going to give up first rounders. So I think the Oilers are worthy of the bet. Yes, I do. Uh, but clearly there hasn't been something that's come across the manager's plate that, uh, that, that's uh, been enticing enough for them to uh, spend the assets because it's going be, to be painful. All right, final one for you, Mac T. Total curveball. So I'm cruising the, uh, you know, the the internet, the interweb thing, as Pete Torelli used to joke about, the interweb, and uh, I come across game three, New York Rangers-Vancouver, 1994 Stanley Cup final. You guys scored two LaFlukius goals ever in that game, but the game, like you talk about discipline. Burray got tossed out of the game for a high stick. I think you got a couple of guys were just, like it really isn't like people think today they get all upset when there's a cheaper nasty hit man it was roller ball on ice in that series against vancouver at times when they had you know tim hunter running around and uh sean antoski and do you remember do you remember specifically that game because you guys ended up routing them to go up in the series two games to one i just it, it was wild craig well, all I remember about that series is the fact that it never should have gone seven games. And uh, but 
you know, to your point, back in those days, I mean, toughness was a big part of success, and it still is. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the things that the positive things that I take away from the Calgary game is that, you know, Yanmark stood up and went to battle and Perry and Kane were into it. And that, that stuff inevitably is going to help you. I mean, you don't want to take the undisciplined penalties and so to put your team in a bad situation, but toughness is a big part of it. That's for sure. Awesome. And it was back in those days too, as well. But I think tonight I'm really anxious to see the hockey game. It's going to be uh, it's it's going to be a very difficult game for both teams. It's a huge game. Uh, uh, commentary at the end of the game. He took. Oh, we lost Craig. In a very. Yeah. You lost me? No, we got you again. You said there was some commentary at the end of the game? Yeah, for, from Leon. Yes. And uh, saying that uh, talk is talk. And I thought that was really good leadership on his part. That, yeah, the time for talking is uh, over, and uh, it's time to uh, walk the walk. Awesome stuff, Craig. Thanks for joining us in Oilers Now. Okay, stop. Thanks. Good luck tonight. Well, there you go. That is Craig McTavish. He joins us every Mondays. Mac to you on Mondays for Contract Equipment Limited, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer. You can join New West Travel on an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights deluxe hotel, great game ticket with... Uh, a couple of receptions, one in Edmonton uh, with yours truly. Uh, complete your trip with an optional AT&T Stadium tour. You can take in an American League baseball game. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Oilers now trivia for Pro-Am Sports, and we'll do the injury report for James H. Brown when we return on Oilers now. Just screwed up. Reed Wilkins playing Puckadoo on Jonathan Aiken. Oh, or Farm Stoffer. It's 527 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, the Oilers now injury reports brought to you all season long. By James H. Brown and Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. The orders are completely healthy. The Kings, uh, Phoenix Copley, one of their three goaltenders at 1.5 million or less. They're all pending UFAs. He's out with a torn ACL done for the year. Victor Edverson came back for three or four games. He's out four to five weeks, lower body issue. Grunstrom has a lower body issue. He's out uh, for. Uh, tonight's game and Mikey Anderson, remember him? The defenseman that kind of slew-footed Leon Dreisaitl game six of the playoffs. He plays a lot, 20 minutes a game. Uh, he is out uh, multiple weeks with an upper body challenge. That's the injury report brought to you all season long. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, James H. Brown, injury lawyers. This simple. They get you the best results, 250 plus years of experience. Visit them at jameshbrown.com. As we go into Oilers Now, trivia brought to you all season long by Pro-Am Sports. Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialists. All correct answers uh, in this month are entered to win a signed Dylan Holloway jersey. Check out ProAmSports.ca. Visit them 12728 St. Albert Trail. It's really easy. Or so you think. Name the player in the lineup tonight that averages the most time on ice per game in the National Hockey League. There's a guy playing tonight. He plays the most in the league. Texas, the correct answer, 780-496-0063. 528 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Randy Kilburn back with Frank Cervelli. 